Hi, it's Michael Kerr here, presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Okay, so welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter, community radio and podcast. I'm really pleased to welcome in Saeed Julae. Uh, Saeed's going to talk to us today about his experience buying a business. So the themes we're going to talk about, how do you buy a business? What was his experience? The uh, moving from employee to owner and a few other key themes. So anyway, um, welcome in firstly, Saeed. Hi, Michael. Pleased to be here. Yeah, look, as we we're just chatting about earlier, it's a it's a very topical um, discussion. Uh, you know, people considering you know becoming a business owner, and some choose the path of starting, and you did that as well. And, and, and in this case, you've um, you've ended up buying a business. Um, let's let's start with. Could you just give us a little bit of a background on yourself, Saeed? Yeah, sure, um, Michael. I grew up in a little town in north of Iran. Um, after the high school, I went to capital Tehran for university, which I studied electrical engineering. And during the second year of the uni, with the help of a few new and old friends, I co-founded a business in the area of IT and technology. And one of the first things we did with that business was to bring the first ISP to our little town. And business grew very quickly to supply and support all sorts of hardware, software, and networking services in the local region. It was a very good fun with a lot of all-nighters to get things moving at that age, you would imagine. <laughs> a proper startup. Yes, it is. University experience was an amazing part of my life and still is. Um, and the main reason for that is the people I got to know and hang out with. I was lucky enough to have a few friends in our circle with similar interests and business venture um, in mind. We started a number of business ideas. Uh, most of them didn't go anywhere, but the experience along the way was amazing for me. Um, and, and still today, I use those experiences and draw upon them. Later, I graduated from the union. A few years down the track, an opportunity came, to, came up to move to Australia, which I took and moved here in 2008. Here I worked uh, in various engineering roles um, uh, in the first 10 years until I purchased Centerline in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, the cycle was, uh, yeah, uh, entrepreneurial, innovative, started an ISP, which must have revolutionised the the place, you know, to be the first ISP there. <laughs> um, 
and then um, moved, uh, you know, to employee, and then you know back to buying an owner. So um, let's let's start, you know, with with one of the the, the themes of this discussion is the, this move from employee to owner. What? How did you come across the business that you ended up buying, Centerline Engineering, and 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 had you been actively looking to um, to buy a business? Yeah, so when I moved here, I knew I will be working for my own business in some stage, uh, but also I was realistic. So I gave myself a 10-year sort of less or more time um, to get to know the culture and the environment and, and see what can be done in the new environment. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I had always um, in mind that I will be one way or other working for myself, but um, it was probably a couple of years prior uh, closing the deal that when I thought it is time to start seriously looking into it and um, see what's out there. Um, and I think you touched on that uh, idea of starting versus purchasing as well. Um, yeah, purchasing wasn't on my radar till very uh, towards the end of the cycle and the process. Initially, it was all about starting a new business. And as many people do, it's all about technology and high tech and environment these days. I had a lot of business plans written on environmental stuff, and uh, which is my passion. Um, but then with the age I was at and the commitments and personal and family commitments I had, I think an idea of purchasing a business came up. I, I thought that's more appropriate for me. Okay. So it sounds a bit like you were really keen to be an entrepreneur and a business owner again, and, and you might well have, have a few things fallen in place, might ended up in a completely different area, but, you know, or, or, or industry or, or business, you know, a tech startup or an environmental base. So, um, so is that, is that you were driven to be, to be your own, uh, your own boss, to run a business and own a business? Yeah. And where did that, and where does that passion, that drive, you know, come from? And why? Partly, maybe it's in me, and part of it um, is the way I grew up. Um, I I grew up with my family on top of my dad's little grocery shop. So he, his shop was underneath, and um, at a very young age, he never employed anyone. So after school or summertime, often I was finding myself in the shop, running the shop at the age of 10, 12. While my, while my dad has gone to grab some supplies or do something. So I guess uh, it was always there and, and the environment probably helped as well. So uh, Yeah, it was, a, fa- it was a, a small business family. Correct, correct, yeah. yeah. Um, and as I grew up and worked in a number of businesses, uh, I was finding myself it's terrible to say, but commenting on the way business should be run, the, the businesses I'm working at, oh, that's not how you do it. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, grew to have strong ideas about how you should run the business. 
kept most of them to myself, though. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, that, that idea of um, I can give it a go and uh, I believed I have something to offer in that area. So that was always with me. Yeah, okay. So at some point you um, you decided it was the case that, you know, these startup ideas weren't going to work. So you, you swung over to I'd like to buy a business. Where did you where did you start with where where did you start when you wanted to buy a business? Well, um, I started with search engines and the internet, I think. Um, so I did a bit of a search, and very quickly, um, the two major sites I believe in Australia came up uh, that listing businesses for sale. Um, are mainly run by them. They probably seek businesses and and businesses for sale or something. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Just like real estate, uh, you you go into two sites and all shared basically properties in two two of them. Um, yeah, so it was mainly online searching, and initially it was very passively just looking around to see what's available and what's there. Um, created my filtering, uh, what would be uh, interesting sort of business to look into, and went from there. Uh, I remember early on, um, I saw the listing, and, and it was more than I thought uh, are out there, so it was exciting. But then after a while, I realized um, things in the background are a bit different, so. Uh, we'll probably talk about that too. Oh, this is in in relation to the business you ended up buying. If you, you found it on a no, no, generally the number of oh. yeah number of businesses out there. Uh, yeah, it took a while to get to center line to, to find yeah, it. And, yeah. Um, from there on, it was quick. I think uh, we pretty much locked in uh, straight away. Yeah. So you you had a you talked about filters, which I was really pleased to hear. I mean, there's like by my estimates, there's something like a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand businesses listed at any one time for sale in Australia. So it's mm-hmm. and there's a lot of franchises and there's a lot of licensed things, but it's hard yards to you know to to look through these enormous long lists of businesses unless you know broadly what you're after. So. How did you how did you go about um, deciding where you were going to focus in all you know all of those potential businesses to buy that cover so many industries? It does, and it takes a while to get your head around them, doesn't it? Um, it's so I I knew I'm interested in an engineering business. My brain had to be working as well. I couldn't go and just uh, get a restaurant. Uh, just uh, I don't have expertise and. I didn't feel I've got much to offer in that area. So that just going into engineering sort of field uh, narrowed it down significantly, uh, filters out all the franchises and and, uh, retail and and other parts. Uh, And then obviously geographical filtering as well. So it comes down significantly from the number you mentioned. It's still a big list to go through. Uh, it's a cluttered one, but yeah, yeah. So, so basically, it's where, where where do I have skills that could match the business? And it, you know, it is 
geographically convenient. I mean, they're they're two pretty common sense, but you know, it's a, it's a real help to to start with those. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to get just to go back a, a few um, questions to this convincing yourself that then buying versus starting up. I, I, I do want to go through the buying process because that's there's a lot lot in that. But did at, at some point you decided you know that it would take. Did you just decide it would take a long time to to build a, a business in engineering in a location that was suitable, or um, or you, what was your thinking on the process of saying I'm going to have to spend some money, pay some goodwill? Yeah, I did some maths on starting our uh, my own business. Um, how long it would take to be viable and standing on its own feet, and also whether there is always a chance that it won't work and, and what's the plan B after that. So all, all those risks and the stage in life I was, I wasn't that 20-year-old anymore that lives in uh, dorm, government-paid free accommodation <laughs> <laughs> uh, anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I had mortgage and um, family and, and, and little daughter and wife. So... Um, she was a big part of the whole discussion as well. That's very important uh, for her to be on board, I thought. Uh, so, um, and it was just feeling it's a huge task ahead, uh, one of those things that I had in mind and then never got, was going to happen until uh, it's just like a click came, the idea of buying, and all of a sudden it felt... Um, it's more achievable. I, I, I remember the feeling, the, mo- the moment that came, uh, that you don't have to build it from scratch. There is yeah. this different avenue that I never thought before. Um, yeah, I, I remember the relief uh, that I felt uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And on today's edition of Small Business Banter, I'm talking with Saeed Julay about his experience. Um, Acquiring a business, so um, once you you got a sense of excitement that this this could be the business for me, what were your next few steps to advance from that level of excitement to you know coming up with an offer to dealing with the owner to assessing whether the business is a viable one? I got one step back, Michael. So uh, as I said, I got into the listing and I saw yes, there is a big list of businesses here. Uh, from that time, it took me a while to push on the inquiry button. I wasn't sure what's the next step and, and will I get a call or email or, or what's the next step. So once I pushed the button, uh, it was interesting. And, and a few different uh, brokers had different uh, sort of approaches to it. Um, one of them, I remember, just came back straight away with a form to sign and I got all the details of the business and the numbers and the figures without talking to anyone. Um, so I thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, and I started reading it and I realized how unprepared I am. And from there on, I think I stopped for a while inquiring and went to educate myself um, with any book that I could find, any, any material to just to filter through what all those jargons and numbers mean and, and how they've come up with the number they've come up. Um, because, yeah, I wasn't prepared with, with any of it, which I, I would say took 
good six months. And especially it was on the side of my working, so it was an evening sort of uh, adventure. Um, yeah, so to, to, to I understood what, what those numbers mean and how to interpret them and uh, what those what is ad back and uh, whatnot. So all those talks. Um, from there on, I believe I started creating my own packages and analysis sort of templates, which I was plugging in the, the details and, and just checking how the business is uh, looking like. Uh, became a look, sort of a, a bit of a hobby just to analyze the businesses. Um, so, yeah, I remember I think I would, I would have gone into serious checks with around a dozen businesses. I ended up um, creating some sort of a business case and inquiring and talking to people about half of them and ended up going and seeing probably half of those as well, the three business owners and the business premises, uh, which Centerline was one of them and, and ended up with one. So that, that's sort of a big picture of how my filtering went. Yeah, and then yeah, and you realise there's a lot of there's a lot of industry jargon, yeah, and and so you you kind of went to the you took a bit of time away to to educate yourself, which is, um, you know, it's to be commended and it's to be recommended because um, you, you know if you're going to invest significant money in buying a business, you need you know you need to understand. Um, and you looked at sounds like you looked at. At eight or ten businesses in a, in a fairly significant way, so it takes a lot of time. And um, did did you have um, some? Did you use professional advisors? Did you, you know, consult with an accountant? What what? Did, how did you go about that? Look, the, the in the early stages, I did all of them myself, um, and some of them were easy to just. Uh, ignore or, or put aside mainly on the premises rule out not with the numbers uh, yeah yeah just uh, type of the business when I was reading details of what they do every day um, yeah, that was a big thing for me do I like even as employee to go into that business and work every day uh, in that sort of business, the type of work they do, and uh, that was important. It wasn't just a passive investment for me. Um, so two or three were more serious ones. Uh, when I was happy with non-finance part of it, yeah, I showed uh, details to a few people and got their advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but th that um, you, can spend a, you can spend a lot of money on advice. And the investment you made in educating yourself um, doesn't obviate the need for professional advice. It just means that when you when you do invest in good advice, you you're probably much further down the line in um, your own assessment of whether this this is a good business or not. And I think there's um, I, I see you tend, it tends to be one one extreme or another where where um, buyers will. Never use professional advisors, and 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 sometimes I get lucky. A lot of times, it just you know doesn't work out. And in other cases, um, people you know get 
their trusted advisor involved and um, too early when when the when the potential owner hasn't really sorted out for themselves whether they want to do this and 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 whether it stacks up in their in them you know f- according to their metrics and their um, criteria so yeah um, again you were kind of steadfast and you know went away um, then and then uh, you, you got down to two or three so you've you know you've um, You've done plenty of homework by then. What, what were, what were some of the um, the the sort of learnings from that process? Were you dealing through the broker all along the way? Did you end up in front of the seller, the, the existing owner? Yeah, mainly, I think all of them uh, were through brokers. Uh, the ones I inquired, and uh, yeah, I got to talk to these three business owners as well with broker we, we, we had a day and we went and sat down and had a look around the business and the owner so um, yeah uh, it, it, but all of them started with a broker yeah 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 okay and and then you you would you would look at the information they made available um, did you did you request you know, the uh, meeting with the owner early on, or or were you, um, or did you spend more time with the brokers? It's you know, um, sometimes brokers uh, do a fantastic job, and you know, will only um, introduce the buyer to the seller. You know, really late stages. Other times they, you know, they hand off, and and, and um, because they know the existing owner can can be a, can do a terrific job of selling the you know the potential and the and explaining the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, yeah, again, so for the first time, first one especially, I wasn't ready to go there and I thought this will be the next stage. I wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, all three of them came from the brokers that let's go and meet the owner and it didn't take a long time to get to that stage. So, um it was all yeah through with the suggestion from the brokers. Um, yeah, that was interesting observation for myself from outside. Now you mentioning it, um, I felt we can still do a little bit more legwork before we get there. But they were keen to go and meet the owner. Um, yeah, which we did. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Well, as I say, it's it is uh, it's a bit horses for courses, but um, you know as a as a you know, as a buyer, you know you want to. In the end, you have to be. I think you have to look the the existing owner in the eye and 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 then take a view about all the information that's been shared previously and all the representations that have been made that you know you fundamentally believe this. You know what what you've been told and 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 what you've seen in writing. You know will stack up. Yeah, it's um. What 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 did you learn in dealing with with brokers that you was there anything that you might do differently um, if you were going to buy another business in three, four years or, in fact, sell yours? Um, yeah, interesting. Um, I, I was a bit surprised. Um, the uh, lack of investment, I think, from uh, brokerage side, um, yeah, not, not much 
preparation was done in any of the businesses. And I'm I feeling that's part of the reason they wanted to very quickly get onto um, the details and, and just get to see the owner, basically offload the load onto the owner's side. And that was my observation. And just the, as I said, only three, so not many of them. Um, but yeah, I felt they could do a better job if I do sell business. Probably I wouldn't go with the <laughs> with the brokers I was dealing with. I hope you enjoyed that first part of my interview with Saeed on his experience with choosing to buy a business. Um, the business he bought was the one he currently owns and operates, and he took the decision to buy rather than building from scratch, and that's um, a very significant one. We talked about the process he went through. So for potential buyers listening in, there's a, there's a lot to learn from that experience, and, and Saeed was very open with, uh, with sharing that. For me, the, the most important takeouts for any potential buyer listening in are, are the following. Firstly, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of businesses listed for sale. So to work your way through those, you need a set of criteria to guide your search. Otherwise, you're going to be, um, you're going to be spending a lot of time spinning a lot of wheels. In his case, you know, he, he got into the search and realised that there's a, a lot of industry jargon and, and, and terminology, and he actually stepped away from the process for, for a while, realising that he, you know, he, was, he was short on, on, on the vernacular used in, in the buying of a business. So took time to invest, to read, uh, to invest in, in an education by reading and learning more before going back to the search. Um, you know, the, the, the third one was that it, it's, a, it's a serious commitment of time. You have to allocate committed time to make this work. He did it around a, a full-time job. And I think his secret was he turned it into a hobby to um, to to really enable him to focus and keep it, keep out the process because um, it, it took some time. He looked at twelve odd businesses and uh, got down to you know serious discussions in about six before buying one. So listen in next week. We're going to go into the final stages of him doing his deal, how he structured that deal, how he dealt with the the broker and the owner face-to-face because -face, the deal involved the owner staying on for a period of time. We talk about making the offer and then working with the owner uh, post taking it over. So uh, look forward to years next week. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired, bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.